Welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm Dee. And today we're talking about Watchmen, Season 1, Episode 1. It's summer and we're running out of ice. So always keep a squeegee in your car. And never trust an old man in a wheelchair. And now it's time to Dweeb the People. Welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. If you like this podcast, then share it with your friends. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DweebThePeople. You can find Steven on Twitter at DweebSteven. You can find Randy on Twitter at CasualChinos. And you can find D on Twitter at ComfyJeans. Comfy Jeans? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Dweeb D Pants. Uh, another way you can show us love is by giving us a high rating. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether you Super like high. us or not. Yeah, just go ahead and five stars, five points, whatever it is. If you're going to rage quit us, rage quit us with a high rating. Yes. And you will rage quit us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after I've an episode. Several times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've rage quit our own show multiple times. No, we did rage quit uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, we did. Although it wasn't really a rage quit. It was more like a... It was a meh quit. It was like a weird <laughs> defeated kind of quit. It was a sad, flaccid quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you're new to us, Dweeb the People, um, what we typically do when we recap in a show is we just kind of give... Each person has their top three moments that we just kind of uh, go through and talk about. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that we really review... You know, get too into like cinema cinematography. <laughs> Since mean, we can't pronounce it, not necessarily, or, or writing, or any of that. Behind, eh, whatever. I like talking about the characters. I don't know about y'all. We're just well, fans, but you know, I like to talk about whether they would re- actually survive that crash that they <laughs> that Archie did. Uh, you know, what, what like what the characters are thinking. But yes, if there's bad writing, I guess we'll talk about that too. But the, there can't be bad writing. Because it's Damon Lindelof. Is that right, Randy? Yes, and he is flawless. <laughs> that is true. All right. Well, so without further ado, should we get into it? Let's do it. D, I hope you took notes because you're going first. I did. Now you go ahead and recap the comics for us. Uh, that would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Dee's going to be our newbie here. She's never read the comics, that's, and that's fine. I've watched the movie several times, though. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. So That's good. I have some background knowledge. Uh, I read the comics. Uh, I also adore the movie as well. Many people don't. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Randy, what about you? What's your history with Watchmen? Um, you know, back in my early 20s, when I thought I was going to be an intellectual, I... <laughs> Look at the list of the top 100 novels from, I think it was Time Magazine, and I I only read the one comic book that was on there, and it was great. It, I remember, I've told that to many people as well, like, did you know that Watchmen is on one of the greatest novels list of all time? I don't know why I thought that was impressive for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually read that. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that's probably when people look at you where it's like, you read comics? Well, actually, there's a very popular... Yeah. 
So, I feel fine about reading comics. Nothing wrong with it. Then why didn't you read it? Because I don't read. Okay. <laughs> ID, <laughs> give us one of your top three moments All right. from this episode. I'm just going to go ahead and take that opening scene. That I did not expect such an intense opening scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was really intense. Um, all the... Yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to, where to begin with all of that. I just... I keep picturing the dead baby. Yeah, well, was that a dead baby that the yeah. kid was holding? Yes. Yeah, was- the people being shot in the streets and... <laughs> I mean, because you start off with this, like, kind of pleasant scene where the kid's watching a movie and he's seeing one of his heroes on the big screen and then you kind of start to pan away and you see what we learn is his mom playing the piano and, and then sobbing. Yeah. And she's crying. I'm like <laughs> is she being forced to do this. I don't understand what's happening. Play piano. <laughs> He's like controlling her mind. The little child. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Or, you know, it could be the giant, you know, a group of KKK members trying to kill all the black people, but whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, One thing about this scene is what I thought when I was watching it real time was, wow, this is a crazy alternative like history they're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, this is exactly what happened in Tulsa in 1921. Really? This happened. Oh, yeah. There was legit. There was the bomber and everything. Wow. There was a, a, a black guy who got in an elevator with a teenage girl who was the elevator operator to go upstairs to use the blacks only bathroom. She screamed for some reason. He ran out, and they accused him of assaulting her. Uh, they put him in prison, um, and then all these whites and all these blacks kind of converged on the courthouse. Uh, shots rang out, and then this riot started, and it lasted for days. And basically just these white supremacists is what I guess I'll call them. Um, well, that's what they are. <laughs> yeah, They did exactly what you saw in that opening scene it was insane it was so insane that they were even flying airplanes and dropping dynamite and just all stuff people they saw buildings catching on fire from the top and they're like why is it why is that happening because they were dropping dynamite on the buildings that's nice. it was insane these crop duster airplanes is what they were but anyways they were torching specifically the black businesses and houses uh even for Finally, the National Guard had to come in to knock them, knock it off. Um, but even after that, recovery was difficult. Like, the city wasn't wanting the Red Cross to help out. Uh, basically, they were trying to get rid of all of the black people still. Yeah. So, like, they refused to let them rebuild their houses. They institute... Uh, well, I should... I listened... I binge listened to a podcast, uh, a history podcast, over this Tulsa incident over the, since the episode... Uh, it's quite a listen. Um, it was insane. Yeah. I yeah. I had and, no idea that that was based on something true. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't, because apparently the search rate spiked immediately following Watchmen for Tulsa 1921. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. But, uh, yeah, a lot of even Oklahomans aren't even familiar with it because they don't teach it. They they hide it. It's yeah. a dark part of their history. Uh, but, yeah, I, mean, I think 
thousands of uh, people were displaced. Uh, th- like 300 people were killed. That's insane. Wow. I had no idea. It's disgusting. Yeah. that Because, I, I mean, my thoughts during that was, holy shit, <laughs> this can't be real. Because people, like, I understand that stuff like this happens. But, like, why would people be this cruel to each other? Like, I don't, I don't want to get too deep here. But, I mean... Wow. Walking down Main Street and shooting people is yeah. a little over well, the top. And I mean, they, there was no... <laughs> keep, it, keep it to Facebook and Twitter, people. Yeah, I mean, they were just killing anybody. Children, yeah. whoever. No, that's insane to me. Man, I thought that kid was going to get shot through that crate. I did, too. I was like, don't do this. Don't yeah. do this to me. Yeah. And then we picked up that baby after the crash and the American yeah. flag. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool shot, though. With, that, that was with a Tulsa shot. burning. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I, I I even forgot about that, that she was, the baby was wrapped in the American flag and almost like, I mean, it was very symbolic of what was going on. Like, that this is America. This is, this is what happens. Well, it's a little symbolic of what's happening right now as well. Well. <laughs> Racism wrapped in the American flag. Yeah. But we don't want to get too political. That's for Randy's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling slash politics with Randy. Yeah, wrestling with politics. Yeah. Ooh. I'm going like to pretend to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy. What you got for us? Um, I think I'm going to go with just the overall character that we get of Judd, who seems to be the police chief. Uh-huh. Played by... What's his butt? Don Johnson from Miami mm-hmm. Vice fame. I also played a, an outrageous racist in Django Unchained. Um, yes, yeah. So they they do a lot in this episode to kind of endear him to the viewer. Uh, one of the first things yeah. they do is when he goes to the police officer's house who's been shot, he is talking to his wife, uh, the, the police officer's wife, and she says to him she's like you know he liked you and it's just this one little moment he looks at her and goes he likes me like yeah he's still alive and it, it it's throughout everything now granted he does do some coke which is fine uh, every cop's got his own thing but yeah, I, mean, I, I heard that reference from his wife but i didn't see it did, did we see it or is it just referenced off screen or because i know she mentioned something with his nose yeah i don't remember seeing it either so when they cut to the when they're all having dinner uh, he is off by himself, and when he sits back down, he's got a little white powder underneath uh, his left nostril. And he's facing um, Regina King. I can't remember her character's name. Uh, she kind of looks at him, and she kind of does thing to her nose, and, she, and then he wipes it off very quickly. Oh, I thought it was something else. I don't know what I thought it was. but Interesting. Yeah. But they do all these things. He sings the song from Oklahoma. He, it's just... Uh, it's all these different things that he does that makes it seem like this is a good guy, which makes me feel like in the next few episodes, we're going to get it revealed that this dude is on the seventh Calvary's payroll. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I could see that. Okay. It was super touching to have him watch him sing to all the, to his family there. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, they kill him off in the first episode. That's kind of a big thing. Killing a, a, a well-established actor. 
I mean, I guess the thing is, from all the trailers that we saw, I think almost everything happens in the episode that we saw to, uh, on Sunday. And so it made it feel yeah. like uh, Don Johnson was a huge part of this season. Yeah. I guess he could still be in flashbacks and stuff, but man, yeah, yeah they killed him off. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to, he's kind of uh, going to take the same path as the comedian did. So they killed him off at the very beginning. And then like his entire other appearances are going to be in flashbacks. Yeah. We're going to see his he, true he, character. He was billed as a main character. I don't know that that was just a smokescreen or if he's actually going to be shown in flashbacks. Uh, I am looking at the scene right now of the dinner scene and, and they do show, do show him go off into the kitchen by himself and uh, you can see him snorting coke. Uh, it's it's okay. his back is to the camera but now that i know he's snorting coke you can tell uh that's what he's doing i had no idea i mean sometimes you gotta snort some coke i mean hey whatever <laughs> you're gearing up for a round of oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> listen if you're gonna drop a show a full show tune at a dinner table you're gonna need a little motivation <laughs> most people would yeah oh I, I think one thing that's kind of telling is uh, they lingered on this photo in his closet. And that's when the ominous music started playing. So I don't know if they're alluding to, I don't know if that was him and his father. I don't know who that was, but it's kind of alluding to that there's more in his past that we're going to have to understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. To understand why he met this fate. I was looking for that photo earlier in the episode. I thought it was on his desk at the office when he was talking to uh what is her like fighter name i know her name's angela but i don't remember badass yeah she is badass isn't she whatever you're right that photo of him and his father it was pretty ominous music Mm -hmm. Uh, which brings me to my one of my top moments of the episode uh is trent reznor and atticus ross D, give us a short history on those two. Uh, they're both people. That is true. All right. Well, Trent Reznor is a god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so these are the guys who did the music for the episode. Uh, and I tell you, this their their style just gets to me. It's all just kind of this dark, driving music. Uh, where, where it really came into focus is when... Uh, the looking glasses in the pod interrogating the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fast paced imagery behind them, but the music is just kind of slow and driving. Uh, and then it kind of tapers off when he comes out and, uh, they decide to torture the guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the music kicks back up and it's, it it's like a high intense scene, but it's still that kind of eerily calm driving, uh, beat behind it uh, i thought it was spectacular and i always love this when these two do music yeah but you do know where trent Reznor's from correct nine inch nails yeah yeah i think all of their music has an element of that to it it's just i don't know i don't know how to explain the weird it, it this one actually i felt like kind of fused a little bit of synth wave, like a darker yeah. synth wave, industrial synth wave yeah to i got it. that too yeah, it was great. It was loved great. It. I, I loved it in Social Network, too. Yes. I can't wait for the Spotify playlist to come up. 
All right, well, back to D. Okay, so I want to kind of talk about these. Uh, I'm gonna just call them the KKK Warshak people. Oh no, they're the Seventh Calvary. Yeah, well, the Seven K because they spell Calvary with a K. <laughs> yes, do they? Yeah, yeah they do. Uh, okay, yeah. So, um, gonna talk about the Seventh KK Calvary. Well, it just okay. sounds like a guy who stutters. We're the seventh kick, kick Calvary. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I don't see yet. I mean, I'm guessing they're going to connect the dots eventually for those of us who are not comic book readers. Um, what is the connection between Rorschach and these racist oh. people? Well, all right. <laughs> I think, all right, so movie Rorschach is nowhere near as a shit human being as comic book Rorschach. <laughs> okay. Comic book Rorschach was a vigilante who had something terrible happen. A girl was murdered, and it just it turned him. It flipped a switch inside of him, and he started to cross that line into, you know, the line that Batman wouldn't cross. You right, know, he, he became Freddy Krueger. Okay, uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's uh, homophobic, for sure. Okay. Um, I believe he hates women. Yeah, especially when and, they sleep around. Yeah, and so I think it's just like anything else. So at the end, uh, you, I think you recall, you may recall, at the end of the movie, the same thing happens in the comic book. Rorschach's journal is mailed to um, that newsletter. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? New Frontiersman. Yep. And they are a... <laughs> I mean, they're basically an outright racist publication. Um, but I think that much like, any, like I said, I, I don't think Rorschach ever was racist or specified being racist. But like any kind of documentation, any kind of uh, anything like that, even the Bible or, you know, whatever religious documents you want to take, you can make, you can twist things. Even the Constitution, you can twist things to what you want it to mean. Um, right. And yeah. you're your own ideology. And I think that's what's kind of happening here with the, the racism aspect of it. Okay. But it's, he's not far off from being racist. So, I, so it wasn't I'm not gonna too far guys of a off jump. Base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, also these, you know, we're still in Tulsa. Um, yeah. So this is, you know, generations of people from 1921, the same people who terrorized those the people of that town are had children and children. Right. And now these are descendants of them. And much like so, a lot of the South now. Yeah. But I mean, they're, it's, they're planted up to be just super extra bad here. But, uh, you know, Rorschach's journal came out and it's just kind of like this conspiracy mindset of these guys, you know, uh, they refused to believe the alien was actually real. And they, you know, believe Rorschach's view, and I guess his worldview as well, and then they just take it a step farther. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, because only, like I said, only having seen the movie, I didn't see the connection at all. Because yeah, he wasn't wasn't complete shit in the movie. I mean, he was still pretty rough. Well, I mean, yes, but wasn't this bad? And he killed Mickey <laughs> from Seinfeld. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, like so far, why they've chosen the Seventh Cavalry, um, but the Seventh Cavalry was a legit regiment 
and uh, their most famous or Custer's Last Stand, which was the Battle of Little Bighorn, yeah. mm-hmm. which is why that that's a cool page that uh, Angela gets when it says Little Bighorn. She just knows, oh, the racist guys are back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, that that was my whole thing. The KK Calvary. Yes. Cavalry. I've been misspelling it all day. In fact, I... You spelled it correctly? <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But I put it up on... Put this video I made up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, of a 7th Calvary audition tape by a Muppet. Um, check it out. Uh, I misspelled Calvary. But I'm I'm spelling it Calvary, but apparently it's Cavalry. Cavalry, yeah. So I'm reversing the L and the V. Like, oh, Kermy, I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember those old last lost slapdown videos? Where those the Muppets the and Damon Lindelof? I yes. love those. There was one where they were the bear, Bobo, I think his name is. They were doing the Smoke Monster auditions, and there, uh, Carlton Cuse goes, "All right, let's uh, do a little of the Smoke Monster, Smoke Monsters." And the bear goes, "Oh, okay, oh no, tick 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 tock." And then he started, "I can dance too." So, anyways, I mashed that video up with some of the Rorschach guys going tick tock, and the bear going tick tick tock. That's pretty good. I, if I may say so myself, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, we we're talking about how Damon Lindelof is such a great writer. I'm not far behind. All right. Well, it's <laughs> 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 a bit of a stretch there. All right. Uh, Randy, uh, your next one. What praise do you have for me? <laughs> um, let's see. I'm. I guess I'm going to go with. I I, I, I guess praising. Yourself and Damon Lindelof. Um, <laughs> you know, much like with Lost and much like with The Leftovers, which Lindelof was involved with both, they're setting up these, I don't want to call them like huge mysteries, um, but they're they're building this universe and they're throwing things in there that yeah. make you want to learn more. Like, for instance, the squid crap mm-hmm. um angelo <laughs> references i was you know i was there on the white night like what the hell oh, happened? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. I, we're gonna have to know what happened there i it's just it was great it, it was a great like little detailed things to build this universe out and make us think like oh okay well what happened here what happened here yeah and man for people who didn't read the comic book <laughs> i want to know what they think of the squids <laughs> like it's it's got to be bonkers. It, I mean, if I had not discussed this previously with you both, I would think that was absolutely insane. <laughs> I mean, but I also understand we're living in a different world where there are vigilantes and people with superpowers and, well, you know, well, powers we don't understand necessarily. But, yeah, well, but no, it's it was definitely weird. And I mean, listen, you, you, you have praised varying comic book endeavors in, on film, um, you know, Avengers, DC, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Raining Squids is a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even that, I think, is kind of 
like a WTF moment for even comic book readers, too. I mean, we know that the comic ended with the alien squid mind dude or whatever, but we still don't really know what's up with raining squid, yeah. the squid well, babies, yeah. <laughs> the little squid so, abortions. <laughs> I will say, um, while much like Lost and The Leftovers, actually, as well, um, Lindelof seems to be really involved on, I don't want to say involving the outside world like you remember with lost all the different um sites and books Mm -hmm. and things of that nature that had tie-ins to the tv show um you know perfect strangers robot i'm sorry perfect strangers yes perfect yeah well (laughs) those kinds of things but also they would build a a, I, i mean the one that comes to mind right now is uh for the movie cloverfield there were so many different websites tied to that oh. movie before it even came out. People would do research, that kind of thing. There was a there's a site hosted by uh, HBO. It's called uh, Petty File, PD Files. Mm. I know that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting into? It's a uh, damn it. It's a uh, no. It's, it's, it's I'm P-E. not a pedophile. dot com. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's P E. T-E-Y, files. Or, no, PD file. P-D-P-D-A? That's a terrible name. I, I agree. Well, it's basically... <laughs> Do you type this in with your hands down your pants? <laughs> what? <laughs> you gotta right, go so on the dark web to get on that website. It's, it's all uh, FBI documentation by this agent whose last name is PD, P-E-T-E-Y, right? And No, it's, it's PD-O-File. <laughs> We've had it out there for a while. Um, it was updated since this episode aired. And now released. The up, one of, one of the updates was this is all fallout from the psychic squid event that happened in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, and I I do really like how all of these shows that Lindelof has been involved with, like you said, like. If you want to get into these shows, you can. Like, it is definitely that type of show. So, I enjoy that. And they give you they give you lots of little things here, even in this first episode, that you could go and... And I, you, you mentioned how people might be like, what the hell is going on? Like, like the squids, the raining squid? Sure, that's a total weird moment for everyone involved. Um, but that's really the only mention of the squid. Uh, del- I mean, right out um in the interrogation pod he said one of his questions was do you believe that trans dimensional attacks are hoaxes staged by the u.s government uh he didn't mention the alien there was a picture of an alien with a cyclops eye behind him Mm -hmm. at the moment um but there were so many images going on that i think just a normal viewer would be like oh that's a weird picture you know they wouldn't be like trans-dimensional squid so I think they're still they're kind of keeping it low and not really getting into it too much, but it's probably good too because it's it's out there. Yeah, and I think it's well these the the site is also kind of keeping it in the vein of is it a conspiracy? Because let's be honest, the psychic squid getting unleashed is not a random occurrence. It was orchestrated by by a human being for a specific purpose, and. Uh, in those files, when it talks about these squids, it says uh, it's a threat kept top of mind by random downpours of fetal cephalopods that no one with a credible phys- physics degree has ever been able to explain. So these ultra-conservatives who are involved with conspiracies 
they could say like, well, this is the government just trying to keep us under thumb. Yeah. And keep us thinking about this whole event that, you know, destroyed the world or not the world, but destroyed three million people. I think it was said in the episode. Oh, is it three million? I think that's what it said. Somebody said, didn't it? That's a lot. All right, cool. I like it. Things to come. I want. Yeah, yeah. I bet we get the flashbacks of the, this White Knight. Uh, we'll probably be maybe some of Judd's big flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So that'd be cool. And he's uh, Damon is good at flashbacks. I just hope they have a sound effect that goes <laughs> every time they flashback. I bet they will. Like in Lost. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's my turn. Yes. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm surprised no one's mentioned it yet. But we have Osmandius getting massaged naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, just that whole Osmandius <laughs> stuff. This is a little awkward. Do we have him? Explain your question, sir. Uh, there's a dude, when he's reading the newspaper, it says, uh, Vite confirmed dead. Yeah, but I, he's smart enough to fake his own death. That's what I assume. He's wanting to just go completely underground. I, guess, I think he's so confirmed I guess, as Osmandius. I, I guess here's my only hesitation to that okay. as I thought about it. What is the payoff for people who didn't read the comic of the reveal of Osmandius? Maybe they're trying to pull in the comic book readers more yeah it I mean, could be no, that com- i mean eventually you're gonna get somebody are gonna watch they're, they're gonna watch this no matter what it, do, it yeah. doesn't matter they're gonna watch it it's the non-comic book readers that i mean unless they did a flashback to kind of recap what happened at the end of the <laughs> of the comic book that's the only thing i can maybe think of. yeah i mean they're gonna have to bring us non-comic book readers in on it because yeah i have no idea who that is eventually yes for the non-comic book readers they're gonna have to explain it somehow he's just a dude that likes to get massaged in his (laughs) at his dining room table right now he's as mysterious as the reigning squid yeah but uh yeah someone will mansplain it to the audience at some point whether it's somebody confronting him and saying i can't believe you you did this and you did that yeah that's right i did that and i did it for humankind <laughs> now it's raining squid what do you say wait, wait. about that i did it and i'm doing it some more say it in an english <laughs> accent go back say it in an english accent no i was happy with what i did mm, okay i guess by him saying he's writing a tragedy called The Watchmaker Son, yes. yeah. it kind of leans into it, it's him. Cause, I, I swear, if he has his two servants act out the entire play, and that's how they tell us what happened. <laughs> they seem really Gold. excited about I, it, though. Can Sign we? me up for that whole episode. I want to watch that. That's all I want. I agree. Uh, um, shall we talk the, about the servants? I was about to say... They're robots, right? Or clones? I think or something. so. Yes. I thought either that, or he had them under some sort of like medication. To, yeah. I'll put a well, spell on you. I just find it funny that he gives him the horseshoe to cut yeah. the cake, yeah. and then the servant's like, "Oh, maybe a knife would work better." So he knows what a knife is. Yeah. He just thought a horseshoe was a better tool. Yeah, and then the female nurse massaging him naked with just like. With no care that he's actually naked, yeah. she doesn't even realize he's naked. She seemed happy about it, or that it's not un- 
Un- unnormal is not a word, but no, unnormal is not a word. Oh, okay, disnormal. Yes, thank you, Cal. Right, like it's an everyday occurrence. Like this yeah. is this is what you do with your yeah, and they're infatuated with them too. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think they're either robots or androids or well, that's the same thing. Yes, uh, <laughs> robots or androids or cyborgs <laughs> uh, <laughs> or some or some kind of clone. I don't know. I mean, because he created the alien, right? The the giant yeah, alien. But he genetically created that, so he may have perfected. Well, not quite, because he thinks a horseshoe cuts a cake. But I mean, it could. <laughs> it just wouldn't do very well. Uh, so, and I think the cake tasted pretty bad too. Yes. Yeah, they thought <laughs> it tasted great. He was like, I, I couldn't tell if he liked it or not until it was like. <laughs> take this back <laughs> so it looked cool this is this might be as weird as the squid stuff when they actually like slowly start revealing what's going on I mean because uh, he's up to some weird stuff but I'm intrigued and they I mean that is another thing they they do really well they I'm, I'm intrigued I want to know more uh-huh. about this character and he's riding horses for really long distances too yeah because like your your legs are really raw yeah I rode a horse for a long time today. Just keep rubbing. Was that your English accent? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it when I accidentally slip into it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah, Osmandius. I'm excited. Randy is, uh, he's a little Rorschach on this. He doesn't believe it. He thinks it's a U.S. U.S. government conspiracy. You can convince me either way, which, <laughs> yes, makes me a crazy person. <laughs> All right, D. Um, so the scene, I guess her name is Angela. I know it's Regina King's character. Um, was her name Angela? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I don't need to find out her like soldier name. Yeah, I. You, I, you speak while I okay. while I do that. Um, but that the school scene where like, she, <laughs> I don't know. It was just funny where she was doing this whole thing, and then she starts talking about how she has a a bakery and why she has a bakery because she was shot and <laughs> the teacher was like uh x nay on the stabby day yeah yeah but i thought that that was a funny scene and it was yeah. and it's also the worst cover story ever yeah i mean okay here's your backstory to convince everyone you're not a cop you used oh, to boy. be a cop yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. right off the bat, I'm a little concerned about my backstory. Yeah. <laughs> How about we don't say I was a cop? Yeah. Well, and bakery that's never going to open, yeah, apparently. Yeah, you gotta open it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least pretend should, to have somebody running it. Should we talk about the dynamic with the police? Is this a springboard? Because I, I'm assuming people like Angela and Looking Glass and dude in the red who's just wearing a freaking beanie with holes cut out is ridiculous <laughs> who is eating food through the yeah. hole <laughs> yeah. just lift up They're the like, mouth we gave, you, we gave you so much money for costuming <laughs> and uh this is what you come back look at that dude he's got a mirror mask let's uh, do that of course we well, have the it, panda the panda <laughs> it's literally like, just part of a panda he is an angry panda <laughs> Well, panda guy aside, are these... So, in my head, I'm thinking these are the detectives. These are yes. the SVU, right? Yeah, yes, they get to they're choose. They're still police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're the okay. higher-ups. They get to choose what they want to wear and 
some dude choose, chose a panda head. <laughs> well, I think he's Which, just the administrator. I mean, he's he's I think he's the one who authorizes the release of the weapons. Yes. Like when that guy was calling him, he's like, oh, I got to get it from Panda. I think I'd wear a unicorn head. <laughs> just a, a horse mask. Or, <laughs> I, I want to get one of those mirror masks for sure. No, I'm going with unicorn. <laughs> I guarantee you there's a luchador mask out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, OK, I might be into that. Yeah. But yeah, the, I I like that scene. And oh, here's a disco ball mask. Look at this. That's interesting. But yeah, and then her her kid, which I didn't. Well, well we can talk about that another time. But yeah, so no, good go scene. Ahead. Yeah. What about her child? Done. Uh, yeah, I like it. I do like how like the you get the low rank guys that are all yellow masks. Um, it's probably like regular, like beat cops. Yeah. Uh, and then you like the detectives, you right? Know? Cause the detectives are allowed to wear what they want. Basically. <laughs> is, is there any line that they draw? It's like, okay, Johnson, you can't wear that. You can't have a penis. Yeah. I was saying dildo nose. The, top of your yeah. <laughs> the dude from, was it clockwork orange? It had the penis on his face or it something like that. It was not a penis. It was just a long nose. A long nose. Yeah. <laughs> Look like a penis. <laughs> yeah, that was a dark movie. Yes, it was. Welcome to the Clockwork Orange podcast. <laughs> we'll be doing the 2001 Space Odyssey podcast next. Hmm. Which was also a weird one. Yeah, we can talk about the, the, the police people. Yeah. yeah. So you talked about the, the kids. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. What What happened? I mean... They so they clearly these are two black parents with white kids. The, well, they're all adopted. I'm sure, yeah, obviously they're adopted. D. Well, so why <laughs> is this like a a thing to where a bunch of people died and yeah. left their kids behind? So like they got taken in by different people or what? And does this maybe tie back to this uh, white knight that she referenced? Maybe just like. Tons of people died and leaving kids orphaned, which is going to make for a pretty sad episode. Yeah. Even, you know, even when the white supremacists die, you know, the kids get left behind. That's sad. Yeah, the kids may not be racist. Except that little kid in the classroom. (laughs) I did. Red for I liked her line of, he's not racist, but he's well on his way. Yeah. Uh, so mentioning Redford, uh, so apparently Robert Redford, uh, one has been president for what, roughly 30 years at this point mm-hmm. in, in the show, uh, taking over for Richard Nixon from back in the day. I assume, I mean, they haven't told us, but I'm sure Nixon died in office or something because he was president for a long time as well. I don't know if it was specifically referenced in the comic. Do you know? Uh, no, it wasn't. I'm sure it was the exact years. I'm sure are in there, but it was longer than eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's some trailer park, huh? Those were some Nixon people. <laughs> well, oh, liberal Robert Redford with his Redford Dations. <laughs> so yeah, I think they uh, the Redford Dations are basically reparations for if you're a descendant of a slave. 
you don't have to pay taxes. And that's basically what they came up with for reparations. And of course, a white supremacist would probably not be too happy about that. And when I rewatched the pod scene, when the interrogation, one of his questions was, do you think all Americans should pay taxes? Mm-hmm. And the guy said, yeah. So that was a direct reference to whether those people with red predation should have to pay taxes. So. Ah, I didn't get ah, that. See, I watched the show. <laughs> I mean, I heard that part, but I didn't understand why. Well, that's why you do this podcast, D, because we're just doing it for you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> we, we, we don't even publish these as far as I know. Oh, so I could say anything I wanted. Well, here. hold on. <laughs> Steven sure does. <laughs> what does that mean? Nothing. Not Are you talking about to a pre- preacher podcast? Maybe. Was it preacher? No. Game of Thrones. It's a preview for this show. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, mask. Gotcha. All right. Um, somebody next. Wait, D. Did you just go? Uh, What'd yeah. you say, D? The school scene. Oh, school scene. Worst backstory ever. Um, I guess I'm going to go with uh, the big action sequence from this episode, Ooh, which would yeah. be the uh, the shootout yeah. in which cows were just <laughs> massacred. Those in poor cows. Such graphic nature. Good lord. Can we call it the Moo Moo shootout? <laughs> the Moo Moo shootout. <laughs> At midnight. Uh, I got to tell you that uh, leading into that action scene is directly after the pod interrogation scene and the torture scene. Uh, And it was just some more of that music that just led right into it with that still. I mean, it's super crazy fight scene that is insane, but it's just got that slow, eerie driving music to it, man. It's just they got a beeline to my. My something on my heart. To your something? <laughs> to your something well, and your heart? I said heart. <laughs> and maybe speaking, uh, I, this is kind of off of the Moo Moo shootout, but talking about the music <laughs> and stuff. When uh, Angela and Judd were outside of Angela's house talking, I th- I thought I was going insane because they are playing a TikTok yes. the entire yeah. time they are talking. I paused it when it was going on because I was like, is something ticking in here? <laughs> Yeah, I was maddening. But yeah, the Moo Moo shootout. Um, <laughs> racist died. You know, reveal of Archie. It was, it was, and it was a huge thing in the uh, the trailer. Right? Yes, because there were we saw the guy with the gun. We saw the bright lights. We saw all this different stuff, and it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was solid. I gotta tell you, solid action scene. The, my favorite part of that whole fight scene was when you see uh, Judd and who you wouldn't know the name of this person unless you had the captions on or if you just knew who it was. But this is another detective-level person who her name is uh, Pirate Jenny. Is that right? I think that's right. Oh, Pirate Jenny. It's something like that. But anyways, it's from the Black Freighter. Uh, It looks like they're just like in a police van, you know, with monitoring equipment and whatever. And then you just get the reveal when they pan over to the left and you just see those unmistakably uh windows those two Mm -hmm. circle windows 
you're like, oh my God, they are in Archie right now. Yeah. Because, and then Angela, right before that, she goes, they're right under you. Yeah. Under? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do they mean, under? I was like, yes, they are in the clouds. This is going to be great. Yeah, my assumption there is that after the whatever event, the psychic event, and I guess maybe vigilantes were outlawed or whatever, it, Archie was seized and Archie was replicated across the nation for police forces. Does that jive with what you think? I don't know. It'd be interesting. I wonder if that's the only one or if they're just, you're like you said, hundreds of them out there. It's just standard vehicle. The reason I say that is, I mean, Archie was in New York. This is in Tulsa. Why would Tulsa get uh, dibs over any other city in America? Yeah. Unless, I don't know if we save it for spoilers or not. It's more of a theory. Uh, what do you think, guys? Should we take a vote? Is theories okay for non-spoiler? I mean, it's, if, if you're going up to something that's not necessarily based on the comic, then it's just a theory. I'm sure. going theory. I'm going right now. Okay. If... Judd turns out to be Night Owl, then he could have brought Archie to Oklahoma with him. No. Ah! That'd be too obvious. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's the only Archie. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> My name's Judd. I know Night Owl. <laughs> I had something very similar to this. But I slapped... Uh, but it's a different color, so yeah. it's totally... I'm not Night Owl. No, no. The one in New York was purple. Totally I'm, purple. I'm not backing off of that theory, even though you're making fun of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it anymore, because I can feel you're not going to go on my side, but uh, I'm going to hold on to it, and I'm hoping for a big I told you so. Okay. And then I'll punch you both really hard. Well, seems unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> The squid will rain upon you. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> I'd hate to be those two people that were caught outside during that. Yeah, one had an well, umbrella. Yeah. The other one had like a newspaper. It's like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> well, they they just dissolve with water. Because that was the... Uh, wasn't that the thing about the psychic squid? Is that it dissolved underwater, so all of the evidence would be washed away. Is that right? I don't know. Because we saw that one dissolving on the windshield. Is that what was happening? I thought it just went splat. I thought, yeah, I thought they were dissolving as well, but I didn't know why. Well, let the mystery be then. Ooh. I was actually thinking about today doing a, a little mashup video with let the mystery be playing with you know how they did those images for leftovers where mm -hmm. it was this yeah. take the people out i think it'd be cool with watchman people i mean it's probably gonna take me hours and hours yeah is it really worth it yes oh okay <laughs> and i will not miss bill calvary this time although i just mispronounced it it's cavalry <laughs> Calval no, cav cav cavalry 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 cavil like henry cavill Nope. Mm. Don't confuse more. It's a seventh Superman. Ah! <laughs> uh, it's like nuclear. Mustache or no mustache? Nuclear <laughs> and nuclear. Nope. It's just nuclear. There is no U. I know. George, Bu George Bush. Nuclear. W would always say nuclear, but it's nuclear. Wait. 
It's one. He did the wrong one, okay? <laughs> Let's hope we don't have to talk about that. No more Calvary. Damn it. Cat Cavalry. The Catvalry. Let's just have cats. Ooh. <laughs> A bunch of racist cats. <laughs> Killing the masked dogs. All right. Uh, so I'll go last. Um, I would like to talk. We might as well just mention the death of Judd and the wheelchair guy. Mm-hmm. Um, are we assuming that there's two ways it could go? He's either super powered or he had help. And why is he on the side of the white supremacists? <laughs> well, so I had, I, and granted, I didn't freeze it on that scene where it's revealed to be him underneath uh, Judd. But when Judd hits the spikes and that light starts going off and he's, you know, whatever happens after that light starts yeah. going off. And then when Angela pulls up to that tree, there's a hugely bright mm-hmm. light. And then when it cuts back to him, there's no light near uh, him. Oh, yeah. What's up yeah. with that? So I don't know if he's got some sort of contraption. I don't know, like hidden in his wheelchair somewhere. I don't know if he has some sort of weird psychic psychic superpower that makes you disoriented. I don't know. I don't know what the intent is, but there's something definitely going on with him. Because, listen, guys, I, I, I've been to a gym before, and I've seen some guys <laughs> that are like 70, and they're not lifting 200 pounds. No, no. Especially those that are wheelchair bound. I'm not close to seventy, and I can't lift seven or that much. So, so I know there's no way to solve this mystery right now. Does anybody have any theories on what's the significance of this guy being the child that escaped Tulsa in 1921, and now he's involved with the murder of Judd? Or is that I just mean, like we'll find out? Yeah, I think we'll find out. <laughs> I think it's another one of those that. Yeah, they'll they'll reveal it slowly to us. I mean, it kind of lends itself to be uh, to Judd being a bad guy. Oh uh, yeah. Right? Well, and that that that's kind of what I was thinking too. That that's the moment where I was like, oh, well, maybe he's not such a great guy. But I mean, he's also the only police person that doesn't wear a mask. So that was my other thing. That maybe people just knew who he was. Well, yeah, he had to be known. Probably just like the public figure. Yeah. The highest ups had to be known. But yeah, he, had I mean, on, he had round-the-clock security as well, just like I'm sure the governor does and all you know, all those high ups. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to ask the police, if the police force is going to ask to remain anonymous, if something happens, I mean, there has to be a face associated with that group, right? So that's, I, I feel like the chief of police or whatever would probably be visible to the rest of the uh the public he'd be the uh, front man for the band how old do we think judd is in real life yeah i mean in the show what 60s yeah he's probably 60 65 so do you think his father could have been alive during the massacre and being an adult in 1921 yeah i mean if we're saying he's 60 that would mean he's be born, born approximately in 1960 so his dad could have, you know, been, yeah, his dad would have been 39 when he had him. Okay. So I bet we see something like that. Like, cause when you, when they showed that picture of him, uh, of him, what I assumed was Judd as a child and his father, who was a police officer, uh, because I got to tell you in 1921, the police were in on this whole thing as well. They were killing oh, I'm people. Sure, yeah. <laughs> in fact, 
the mayor, it was either the police chief or the mayor, deputized 500 white supremacists to help stop the riots. But they didn't do anything. They just looted and killed people. Uh, more, a big old mess. Um, so I, I bet... I bet somehow you're right. Judd is somehow on the payroll or has a very dark history with his family from that event. Uh, and maybe even maybe his dad flew the plane that blew up his parents because we saw that building get blown up as he rode away on that carriage. Was the 1920s when that... What was that really racist movie that basically endorsed uh, the, the birth KKK? Of a nation. Yeah. Yeah. Was that around the same time? It was, yeah. Okay. I wonder if... Did you know that was screened at the White House? Yeah. I don't yeah, know if it, it was Teddy Roosevelt who did that. I mean, a bunch of rich white guys screened a uh, racist movie. Yeah. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. Probably screened last week. <laughs> Wouldn't help that. Uh, okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing, I've been reading a lot of posts on like, I have a lot of comic book groups I'm in and there's a a lot of people who are upset that they're being political with this show. It's like, oh, they're being super liberal now with it and trying to make a message. It's like, what? It's racists. It's white supremacists. This actually happened. and, And I don't really think that's political to be racist, right? I mean, it's bad no matter what political whatever you have well not only that i mean the original text is is pretty political you have richard nixon in office for 30 you know (laughs) an insane amount of years you have rorschach spouting off things about being racist and sluts i mean it's (laughs) there's a lot of social commentary in that that comic book right well and i think i mean maybe if you didn't no, that that's where this was going. I, I mean, because coming from just the movie, it didn't seem as political as this. I guess you're right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I guess you're right. You are right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, how about I, they... I assume that they have to, at some point, address the psychic squid piece, right? <laughs> because everyone else, yes. everyone who read or who didn't read the comic book and saw the movie assumes Dr. Manhattan was involved, who we did see in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they have to address because uh, they confirmed the psychic squid event happened. It's a legit thing. It's just how do you explain that to people who... Either a, it's probably easier to explain to people who never read the comic book and never saw the movie. People who saw the movie are just going to be freaking lost. <laughs> I don't know. I, they I, won't get the alien squid thing, but I think I really think they're just going to make that a minor part of the show. But they also wouldn't get that Rorschach was a shit. <laughs> like, like they also don't understand that you could. There's a plausible reason these people read the stuff from Rorschach and got to this point. Man, I mean, he was a shit in the movie, too. I mean, he was worse in the comic, but he was pretty bad in the movie as well. I think that they're going to either kind of explain it. Like, I don't think they're going to focus on it. Um, but they also might just assume... Because, I mean, it really wasn't that hard to connect the dots. Um <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, yeah, alien psychic squid. Got it. No, I mean, like, the, the Rorschach <laughs> stuff. Like, I assumed it had something to do with his journal that was found. But, I I mean, you can get from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah, I will say... You're right. I'll say so far, at least in this first episode, the, the show's not spoon feeding us any information. Yeah. Right? Like, it's asking you to critically think. Like, I'm trying to think about it from the, the perspective of somebody who's never read the comic book, maybe saw the movie, don't remember anything about it. They're asking you to think about things, like, especially in this world building. Like, the whole thing about, the I don't know, the gun lap. Uh, there's just a lot of yeah. little things they're asking you to think about. And I'm hoping they don't spoon feed. I'm sure there's going to be one episode that is 100% a flashback and has to do with events surrounding what takes place in, in the comic book. But uh, it's, 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 not, uh, it's not Real Housewives, right? <laughs> You gotta think about some things. <laughs> Not about the dumbing down of society. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's all our top three moments. Uh, it, what did we miss? Um, I mean, I mentioned the Doctor Manhattan thing, and that was a live shot, so he's just up on Mars tooling around. I gotta tell you, that's a pretty clear picture for being Mars. I mean, maybe that's <laughs> some great technology. We got a camera just following him around. I mean, I guess he could create the technology if he really thought that he should be monitored. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Just always shows um, what he's up to. So at the end of the comic and the movie, he said he wanted to go somewhere else to try to create life. Uh, I wonder, because when they showed that video feed of him on Mars, it was a looked like a building or a living structure or something that he destroyed in anger, it seems. Uh, I wonder if he's having trouble doing what he wanted to do and he's pissed off <laughs> i don't know could be i i think he could be pissed off because he's creating life and it's going the same route that things are going Ooh, on earth oh yeah hmm. so he tried to create something different yeah and and go on his tried planned to, tried to make something better and it just didn't go that way yeah because, you know, and maybe the factor is, is he decides that humans are just too flawed and he's going to try to wipe us out. Or We're all wipe shits. Us out. Yeah, so let's take a vote. Uh, do we see Dr. Manhattan in this show? Ooh. I mean... I just thought of something and I have a, cave I have a caveat to this. All right. Is it a theory? I, Huh? Or is it a theory? It's a theory. It's 100% a theory. Theory time um, with Randy. So I mentioned in the trailer preview podcast that it looks like we see a blue hand reach down and lift up a blue ma or a Dr. Manhattan mask on the street. Yeah. And I just thought about it uh, because they keep mentioning this this drama that's going to air, right, about the, super, uh, about the vigilante oh, yeah. heroes. I think that that may be our flashback episode. They may... As, as an episode of Watchmen, air an episode of that show, which would be genius, I think. Interesting to explain what's happened, because they kept they just kept mentioning it, and there were billboard or you know signs on the side of the buses and stuff. So I, I think that would be really cool, actually. But uh, so I'd say yes, we see Doctor Manhattan, but it may not actually be Doctor Manhattan. It's just a dude in blue <laughs> paint as an actor in this show. 
Yeah. Although, I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Because these. it seems like they've been promoting these characters, these old characters, as like old American heroes. You know? And they they were kicking ass back in like, what, the 50s? 40s, 50s or whatever? With like Hooded Justice. Uh, all these, I can't remember all their names, but the original Watchmen. Um but they were around before, you know, Dr. Manhattan was even around. Yeah. In the commercial, though, that aired in within the show, uh-huh. it showed name placards for, you know, Spectre, Night Owl. It didn't show one for Dr. Manhattan. Oh, it said Night so Owl? I wonder. I'm sorry? It had Night Owl? It did. But I guess that could be the original Night Owl that you were referring to. Oh, yeah. Not the, not the Archie Night Owl. Yeah. I, But... It didn't say anything about maybe Dr. Manhattan is a villain. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Because in this world, he is a villain, right? Didn't Ozzy try to blame the alien thing on? Or was that just the movie thing? No, he. the movie thing was it was Dr. Manhattan. It wasn't a psychic squid, but it was a Dr. Manhattan-centric thing. But I'm trying to recall. Wasn't Dr. Manhattan in in the comic book at a studio TV show? And he ends up killing everyone in the audience. I don't know if he killed him or not. It's the same with the call. movie. He just kind of disappeared him. Or he but disappeared. He, Man, yeah, I don't know. no, he didn't. That's when he was on the show is when they said that he gave that woman cancer or whatever or caused her to have cancer. Yeah. And then he started freaking out. And I yeah. thought he killed everyone in the audience. Either way, though, like I could see a scenario in which he is a villain. Yeah, like old timey silent movie villain. And he's just yeah, he's something that's lingering in the background. Uh, maybe, you know, ultimately, that could be what keeps people in check. Is at any moment, Doctor Manhattan could show up and just wipe us all out. Oh yeah, so. and he can probably travel through time as well. So, <laughs> which I think maybe that's what Osmandius could be working on as well. Because I don't think he's done with his dastardly plans. I think he wants to have another mass extinction or killing like he did uh, previously. And I think that's probably what he's working on. And then we kind of see, it's kind of a spoiler, it's in the preview for next week. But he, we see that uh, carnival whereby he's dead except for that one kid. Um, I'd be interested to see yeah. what happens there. Because it looks old timey. Yeah, It doesn't look modern. I don't know. So I got the video pulled up of the commercial for the movie, the, the in the in show show. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to read the names as they come up on the placards real quick. It's a uh, Captain Metropolis, comedian, Mothman, and right before they showed Mothman, they showed a book on the table called A Better Place. I don't know what that is, but it's got a picture of a uh, something on it. I should screenshot it. And then next, I want to see Mothman, Dollar Bill, Silk Spectre, Night Owl. It's the original. It showed a kind of a reflection of him in the table. And then Hooded Justice. So, I watched that guess, show. I don't know. The comedian's the one that throws a wrench because he seemed like contemporaries in the comic book of. The current Night Owl and the current Silk Spectre. But he's the only person that was in both groups. He was in the old school That's and true. the new yeah, school. Yeah, he's really old. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, you know, either way, 
we're gonna i man i really feel like that's very a very lindelof thing to do yeah well he's also very big on transmedia too so we may see some like side stories that are only available on websites or you know who knows what and it could be the hood of justice who <laughs> i don't know yeah. I would love, you know what? I would watch it because that's also content from uh, the comic book is the Black Freighter. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a comic book within a comic book. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think that yeah, he could absolutely do something with that. Ah, yeah, that'd be cool. I guess the only other thing I wanted to bring up was all of the symbolism of Watchmen. Yes, um, by symbol I just mean the the smiley face with the blood or ah, yeah. on the... the the comedian's pin. Mm-hmm. Like we saw it uh, with the kid at the beginning, uh, when Angela was making the eggs, like the the shot yeah. from underneath the table, it looked like a smiley face, and there was like a blood. I don't I don't know what it is, what it's called, but it's like a blood spot on an, uh, it, on an egg yolk. It was blood, yeah, yeah. And I, I just the overhead shots at Angela's house made to look like a clock. All the TikTok. I mean, oh, it was yeah. Just, yeah. There's lots there of were... different clocks in this. <laughs> and, the, and then they literally go and... TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did everybody notice that uh, on the desk of Judd, he had a book called Under the Hood? No. That was the book written by the original Night Owl. Oh. Who, you know, he's back in the it was a big controversy when he wrote it because he was, I don't know if he revealed people's identities or whatnot, but he talked about the Watchmen, uh, which made me think it could be even more. It could be Night Owl as Judd because he, that was one of the things they, one of the last things they talked about was his book. So could be interesting. Uh, and the play is called The Watchmaker's Son, which is obviously a reference to Dr. Manhattan because he grew up with, uh, his father, who was a watchmaker, who mm-hmm. taught him how to put disassemble and reassemble watches in the correct order. Hey, there's your accent. Is that what that was? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, after that big meeting with the cops, Judd Crawford uh, ended it by saying, ooh, and I don't know if I can pronounce this. D- no, can you pronounce try. that? No. Quis? Quis custodiate y posos costeres. I don't think it's supposed to be quis. <laughs> What is it? Key? Yeah, like K. Quis codide to esposos quisteres. Which means, who watched the Watchmen? Yep. I don't know. Yeah, there's also, well, speaking of Judd, his badge at the end. Yeah. The last yeah. shot that we see, like it's very much the blood spatter from the comedian's pin oh, on yeah. his badge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know we talked about this in Preacher, probably not the first episode. Well, no, actually, we did in the first episode of Preacher. We talked about how insane this must seem to someone who has never been exposed to the source material. <laughs> I think we talked about that the throughout way. the entire run of Preacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Preacher. Preacher went a little wild, all right, with, with Hitler and all sorts of crazy stuff. And yeah, I mean, this is not, I say this is not as crazy, but there's a man on Mars building buildings. So, uh, but I, I would really love to understand like a human being who's wanting to watch a prestige drama. They've heard 
Lindelof. It's HBO. They've heard, you know, there was nothing but rave reviews from critics on this show. The, oh, the really? pilot episode. So, yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, somebody who sits down to watch is like, what the fuck? <laughs> there are squids falling out of the sky. <laughs> People are wearing masks. There's the, the, the KKK is a giant group that's a threat. Like, it's crazy. But, you know, it's got good action and, you know, it's going to have high drama. He's always puts the emotion into it, makes you feel the emotion. I'm sure that'll come. Yeah. And, man, the dude playing Looking Glass. I, I, man, I, I don't know why, but, I, like, yeah, I believe he's from Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love him, though. I think he's great. Yeah. I do, too. Oh, I'll tell you what, and then the hotel scene when Judd's getting dressed, and he goes, pull your mask down. <laughs> and I thought it was because he was like, hide your face. No, yeah. he needed a mirror yeah. to tie yeah. his tie. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> which is a little degrading. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, who knows? Maybe Looking Glass has something to do with the murder of Judd. I don't know. And that could have broken the, the camel's back right there. Oh. That kind of reminds me, too, in thinking of things that tie into source material. Um, and I don't know if this is going to pl- I don't know how this is going to play out. Um, in the comic book, Rorschach is at the... He's in the very beginning of the comic book, and he is a homeless man wearing a sign that says the end is nigh. Mm-hmm. And there's a dude in this episode that says the future is bright. Yeah. Like, he has a sign on, a sandwich board sign. Yeah. Which, I think, it could be a nod to the comic book readers uh, that understand what that means. Um, or... It could mean something. That's the thing with this is I don't know. I know Lindelof says he's going to stay faithful to the source material, like as far as the what it means and all that good stuff. But I don't know if he's staying faithful as in, yeah, you guys need to look at the dude with the sandwich board. Well, he's going to turn out to be a key piece. And having only seen the movie when I saw the person with the sandwich board, I was like, this has to mean something like because it played a pretty big part in the movie. And I got to tell you, that dude with the sandwich board was super annoying. He was, like, up in her face with that sign. He wasn't just standing there. He was waving waving around like the Ooh. 90% yeah. off yeah. sale guy. Well, you know what I just thought of? Uh, he Look says the him. future is bright. And the, f- the flashing light with Judd and then the really bright light with, uh, with Angela at the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe he plays into it somehow because he's also in the same area that the yeah. old man is. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so many theories. So I'm looking at this uh, sandwich board right now. It says future is bright and it has a picture of an upside down statue of Liberty. And the, uh, the flame that she's holding is over a, in the middle of an X. So I don't know what that means. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. It was him all along. <laughs> He's the head of the KKK. Yes. The black guy with the sandwich sign. Or X marks the spot. Maybe that's pointing to something. Maybe so. Ooh. I don't know why it would be upside down. But... <sighs> all right. That's all I got. Except for the uh, cattle shootout was super gross. With all that blood and meat going all over the place. I mean, it was amazing to see. Yeah. It was really super gross. All right. Anything else before we move on? No. Good. All right. Let's rate the episode on a scale from one to five. 
What would you give it, D? I mean, I don't have anything else to compare it to, so it's hard. You just gotta rate it as what it is. Uh... Compared to Perfect Strangers. Oh. <laughs> I'll give it a five How compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the first episode, I'll say uh, 4.5. 4.5. Randy. Uh, it's a five. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as pilot episodes go, <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on this. I am five as well. And I didn't want to have nowhere to thinking? go. No, what, she was very nervous. She didn't know what to rate it because she didn't know what we were going to rate it. <laughs> she assumed it was going to be high, but she didn't want to go too high. Well, <laughs> for me, it's it's tough for me to imagine, and I'm, sh- and I'm sure it will happen, but an episode of this show that will excite me as much as this has. Yeah. Because on a, it's just, it's an incredible opening to a, a series. I think it's, just, it's great. I think you're right. Perfect episode. Alright, we should just end it here. Just before it goes bad, let's just... Oh, and the whole series? Yeah, I'm Randy. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, uh, I think we all liked it. Now let's uh, take a caller. It's Alan Moore. Hey, (laughs) it's me, Alan. How'd you like it, Alan? I hate everything. (laughs) I never want to watch it again. Oh, you watched it? I, I figured you boycotted everything from DC. I hate watching. You hate watched it? How <laughs> how's that work? <laughs> I watched it and then I gritted my teeth, and threw something at the TV. Is that the well, opposite I gotta of go now. rage quitting? <laughs> I've stayed my welcome. So, goodbye, Alan Moore. <laughs> he is a hairy dude too. Yeah, he can grow a beard. <laughs> Uh, mad respect to the dude for creating this and like what else he created he created a league of extraordinary gentlemen uh which is great yeah but, man, come on get the stick out of your ass man i understand that they're they kind of destroyed the <laughs> the property when they did before watchmen and the, the, the massive comic thing they did i thought the movie was spectacular uh honestly uh i'm sure he hated it though I mean, it was a shot-for-shot remake of the comic, wasn't it? Except for the alien. Yeah, and I guess... I don't know. I guess it depends on how you view movies and film. Is Was Watchmen... Because a lot of people felt that Watchmen missed the mark. Did it miss the mark because it didn't do anything new with the source material? Mm. Or is it... Yeah, or was it the big it. blue dong? I was not <laughs> distracted by the big blue dong. I was. I've never been distracted by the big blue dog. <laughs> Both in film and in real life. I did a special video that's only the parts with the dog. <laughs> so, okay. It's the only part of the movie I remember. Uh, if, you do, if you're looking for podcasts, the people who too hate on this show, you're not going to find it here. <laughs> I think we're going to like it. Well, at least the first episode. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I don't think Lindelof can do anything bad. I I liked I liked The Walking Dead at one point. And I liked Preacher at one point. So things can go downhill. At one point? Well, Preacher kind of tapered off there at the right. end. Right. And The Walking Dead just kind of plateaued. It definitely teetered out. 
farted and fell down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And now it's just dragging along. And I'm sitting here with two long boxes full of Walking Dead comics. Yep, you sure are. Please stop. You, it's like you're diminishing my value. The here. show is destroying it. I know. That's what I'm saying. And now they're about to add another one, a third show. Oh God! And then they're still going to do the movies. Oh, I tried watching the first episode of Walking Dead this season. I thought it was good. I thought there no. were a few cheesy, like dumb moments, but overall, it was all right. Moments. I'm not interested in seeing the rest of the season. I tried. Anyways, we're not talking about Walking no, Dead right now. <laughs> Uh, so let's do our segment where we pick the most watchable moment. Wouldn't the whole thing be the most watchable? That's ridiculous. Oh, okay. So each person picks their choice for most watchable moment of the episode, and then we all vote on who wins as the most watchable moment. And then at the end of the series, we'll, or the season, we'll come back and say, what the hell were we talking about back then? And we'll pick a winner at the end of the se- season. Because we haven't done this in a while, and I want to do it. D. Pick. I just really want to say Moo Moo Shootout. <laughs> it sounds like a, I mean, a, a Chinese dish. <laughs> I Moo feel like that's or... the clear winner, right? I mean, yeah. All right, Randy. Try and beat that. I'm not, I, I agree with you, so I'll go with Regina King having sex. That was... Ooh. <laughs> Her husband's a nice-looking man, too. He is. He's got a nice ass. <laughs> Regina. Wait, are we recording? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go with Tulsa 1921, that whole scene. That was just insanity. Oh, shit, that was good. Just that was really insanity. good, too. insanity. I'm a dumb dub. But, Regina. You went with a sex scene. <laughs> and it was, it was, you know, a tragic scene. Uh, it's tragic. Well, because she said I'm close. Oh, because she couldn't finish. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, uh, yeah, then she had to go answer the phone. Yeah. The creepy McCreeper. <laughs> All right. Um, D vote, and you cannot vote for your own. Oh, I guess Tulsa then. Oh, Randy. Really, this is the deciding vote. This <laughs> is depending on what I pick. Um, jeez. Both really good. You know, I was, at this point in the episode, I was pretty infested, so I'll go with Moo Moo Shootout. All right, and I will also go Moo Moo Shootout. D, you are the winner this week for the most watchable moment. I'm sorry, survivors of the Tulsa 1921 massacre (laughs) that you went through, but Moo Moo Shootout wins. (laughs) That's the level of quality we have here. (laughs) Uh, Although I'm sure... If you're still alive from 1921, you're probably not listening to a podcast no. or watching Watchmen. Nope. <laughs> hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't think that Venn diagram has a huge overlap? <laughs> no, those circles do not touch. All right. Well, there you go. That wraps up that first episode. Um, now we're just going to be silly. Um, and make noises. Oh, now we are. Make noises, everybody. Uh, okay, D. That was <laughs> disgusting. No, we, we we always end with a check-in, so we want to see what everybody's been working on and uh, watching. Working on. Reading. I mean, we know D's not reading anything. but nope, uh, Definitely not. <laughs> D, tell us what you've been up to. 
Um, so I am totally into a new. Well, it's not a new show. It's been on for Cavalry. No, it's been on for five seasons. (laughs) I'm just now getting into it, so I'm a little behind on it. What's it called? Um, Outlander. All right. Totally into it. What's it about? Um, so this woman and her husband live in 1945. They go on a honeymoon in Scotland. Um, and she goes to these ruins or whatever with her husband. Her husband walks away or whatever. Um, and apparently there's this legend about these. Well, I mean, they're not rocks, but they're, they're big, huge <laughs> rocks, I guess. Um, I have a legend. It was told by a creepy old man. The legend about these rocks no, are this. No. Um, Come closer. Anyways, but yeah, so there's been a legend that people will travel through time through these. Through the rocks? Yes, through the rocks. Okay. Um, so yeah, she accidentally gets transported back into the 1800s oh, in Scotland. Interesting. Um, and the dude from preacher that plays the saint of killers isn't it ah, um graham was, mctavish graham yes. mctavish um and actually it's kind of cool because the name that who we seem to find out um he's 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 a pr- price on his head and he goes by mctavish no he um, doesn't yes he does oh god uh, but i didn't know that 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 was that dude's name until later on so um hello i'm sir yeah. johnny depp the dude who plays jamie or his name is James um, Fraser. Um, he's super hot. Okay, D. Yeah. Very hot. James Fraser? Yes, that's who plays, or that's his character's name. Jamie Fraser. Oh, I'm sorry. Fraser. We're both looking him up right now? Yeah. <laughs> I am. Are you also searching James Fraser shirtless? You should. <laughs> that's my search. Super hot. Which one is he? He looks like he's Frodo all of here. them. Is he Frodo Baggins? Is that him? Yeah, that's him. I'm better Super looking hot. than him. Mm, no, you're not. <laughs> what is this? Does that happen? Yes, it does. Um, but and the Randy, you just need to search James Fraser full nude. <laughs> <laughs> the dude who plays, um, he's also in Game of Thrones. Um, he plays the Stark's cousin who ends up marrying the person uh, who, what's his face, Stark, the oldest Stark boy is supposed to marry. Um, that the he's twins. in it. Um, yeah, he plays a really creepy character. But he's, he's, he's a good actor. He plays two different characters because one is he's married in 1945 to this woman who goes back in time. And then in the other time period, he plays a really evil character. So what's the whole point of the show? Is she trying to get back to where she came from at or first, is she just trying to live where she's no, at now? At first, yes, yeah, she wants to go back. Um, but she ends up... She's over clapping rocks together. Rocks! No, she's, she's <laughs> trying to get back to that area because she ends up being taken away to a different area of Scotland. Uh, um, but she ends up having to marry James Fraser for a different reason. Um, because they're in love. No, they weren't in love at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then she she wants to stay, I guess. Aww. But in the second season, she's... I'm only on the second season. You, at the very beginning, first episode, she goes back to 1940s. 1948 is where she ends up. Um yeah, she's had this whole adventure. She's been gone for three years. Interesting. Randy, do you have any hot pins, opinions about Outlander? 
None whatsoever. Okay. It's a good show. Maybe I'll check it out one day. And it really helps that that dude is really hot. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's so shallow, D. I like the show. I watch shows regardless of the looks of the characters. Really? Or whether or not there's nudity. There's a lot of nudity in this. Male and female? Yeah. Oh you even boy. see some dong. Well, well <laughs> you had me a dong. <laughs> Anything else? Nope, that's about it. Just Outlander, huh? I've been watching a lot of Outlander. All right. Randy, what you got going on? Um, I've, I've been able to sit with it for a couple of weeks now. Um, there is an artist named Sturgill. S-T-U-R-G-I-L-L. Simpson. Or just one L, I think, actually. Um, so he's had a couple albums. Um, first album was Super Country. Had a great cover of uh, The Promise by When in Rome from the 80s. Second album was Bluesy. Had a great cover of uh, In Bloom by Nirvana. Ah. This latest album does not have a cover, but it is insanely different. And it incorporates... I think you should listen to it since you kind of got into synthwave. Really? There's a lot of synthwave aspects to it. But in addition to the album coming out, it's called Sound and Fury. He dropped the same time on Netflix kind of a visual album. So it's the entire album plays out and it's just uh, it's crazy anime. And it, huh. cha- it changes with each song. Um, but I've listened to it probably 30 times since it came out a couple of weeks ago, and it is absolutely fantastic. You're done listening to Taylor Swift and Tool? You know, actually, as soon as uh, the Sturgill album dropped, I just I, I did. I dropped everything because I love Sturgill Simpson. I love his previous works. And I listened to, like, the first two songs, and I was like, what the hell is happening right <laughs> now? And uh, I listened to the whole album, and I had really mixed feelings i was like i wasn't expecting this but no it's it's great and then i yeah watched the visual album on netflix and it's it's fantastic there's one song that's a weird disco inspired crazy rock song i I don't know there's just it's it's a lot of weird stuff but it's really great cool all right what else is going on that's it that's it that's it no wrestling huh don't, oh, there's been lots of wrestling. Don't get him but. started on that. Okay, I'll just write lots of wrestling. <laughs> That'll suffice. <laughs> People won't know if you wrestle or if you watch wrestling. We'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Let the mystery be. Huh. Uh, so mine, I got a few things for you. Uh, American History Tellers podcast is the six episode. Uh, well, they have tons of episodes, but they had a little six episode arc. That's just about the 1921 Tulsa uh, extravaganza is what I'll call it. Um, it's a good listen. It's short. Extravaganza. <laughs> I think it sounds like a party. refers to it as a massacre. No. <laughs> we're we're rebranding. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, but it was really interesting, and they they don't do it you know bad like us. We're just kind of talking. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they actually do some research. They're actually like read it like a story. Uh, although I think it is it's either one dude or two dudes. And they kind of act out a few things. Ooh. So it's it's a little cringy at, at moments because they also do the female voices. So oh it's God. not a comedy, I promise. Oh. <laughs> but it, I want us to do the exact same thing with a, a historical <laughs> Yes. Or we just do it for Watchmen. 
I will do all the male voices. You all do all the female voices. Let's let's do a, a dramatic reenactment of 9-11. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the 9-11 extravaganza. <laughs> Is it too soon? Has it been 22 years? I think that's a little long. You think so? That's South Park rules. I, yeah, that's what South Park said. I don't think it's been 22 I think, years. I think South Park are also uh, changed their own rules to the 22 minutes. Well. <laughs> because they're pretty much real time on making fun of things. Uh, so, yeah, check those uh, arcs out. You'll have to scroll down a little while to get to it. Um, also, I'm picking up, uh, since we have Damon Lindelof back in our lives, um, if you don't know, he was the writer, one of the writers of Lost. Uh, basically, well, like a co-showrunner. Um, but there's a new podcast out called Through the Looking Glass, a Lost rep- Retrospective. Um, it's done by a, a couple females that uh, that used to... They basically at, covered Lost in real time back then through various newspapers and their critics. Uh, so they, they have a few guests on, but they go deep, deep into the weeds. They're like, they talk about all their marketing techniques and, and everything. It's not just about the show. Um, it's a really cool listen. They're going to do six episodes total. They're four in so far. Um, it's, it's really cool to listen to. Uh, other than that, uh, Overwatch is having their Halloween extravaganza right now. Oh, that's an extravaganza. (laughs) Yes. That would be the correct term for that one. I I got my new junk rat skin. It's pretty cool. Uh, my child who is four years old uh he he's into overwatch and you have to basically win nine games on overwatch to get the Junkrat skin and it was only it expired yesterday and he only won two games and he was like can you go ahead and just like play the rest for me i'll give it my best go kid (laughs) i played three games and lost all three i was like ah (laughs) i can't do it i don't know why he's getting matched with such good players or if i'm just awful I think you're terrible. Maybe. Anyways. And he Rocket... probably plays more than you do. Maybe. Rocket League is doing their Halloween extravaganza as well. Uh, one of their arenas is Stranger Things themed. Do you need a, th- a thesaurus? That's pretty cool. <laughs> For it's, a word other than extravaganza? It's a Halloween fest. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Bombing Fest. Nah. No. I think the correct term would be Feast. Whoa. <laughs> Did right. we lose Randy? No, he's just passed out. Hello? Oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I may have been you, on mute. You, you lost me at Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to talk about Outlander some more? Nah. Huh. Unless she like ends up in like nineteen forty four Germany or something. I don't know yet. Or 1921 Tulsa. Ooh. <laughs> what is <Crossover>. happening? <laughs> Why am I in an airplane? <laughs> Why is there dynamite in my lap? Well, I guess she wouldn't like take the place of another human. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's that quantum leap. <laughs> Ooh, if only it were. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess that's it. Uh, that's just a, a cool hour and a half right there. You're welcome. Everyone say you're welcome. You're welcome? You're welcome. Yeah, because they are thanking us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are thanking us. Uh, and we're going to do this every week 
for the rest of your life. <laughs> you will tune in. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, we're super excited about the show. So I think we're going to have a blast doing this. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed our version of a recap, our ranting. <laughs> uh, we like to have fun with it. So we hope you have fun as well. We're fun people. Yeah, we are fun people. We like to go to extravaganzas. <laughs> Not in 1921 though. <laughs> so <laughs> tune in next week for, do we have a title of next week's episode? Extravaganza. Watchmen, season two, episode... Wait, season one, episode two. Your, Your butt. butt. Extravaganza. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes, we do have a title. We are children. Uh, oh my God, it is your butt. What? <laughs> uh, marital feats of Comanche horsemanship. Oh dear. The hell? <gasps> oh, is that and, marshal or marital? Oh, I guess marshal probably. <laughs> <laughs> that would oh, make dear. it less weird. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're at least nope. They're not spelled the I same. I think marital feats mean something <laughs> different <laughs> than marshal. <laughs> I, I could see just a preacher who's marrying two people. And the marital feats of Comanche horsemanship. Until death do you <laughs> fight. Like the feats of strength. Of sex tape. Yeah. I like this. I like where they're going. I don't think that's a line out of Oklahoma, though. Like, it's summer and we're running out of ice. Because that's a line from Oklahoma. They don't have marital feats there? I don't, well, it's Marshall. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, there's a few interesting titles. Uh, next one is She Was Killed by Space Junk. Mm. If you don't like my story, write your own. Little Fear of Lightning. This Extraordinary Beating. Oh. Being. Being, not beating. Well, I know. I was just reacting to an Extraordinary Being because that sounds like Dr. Watchmaker's son. I should do that more often. Raise my voice and come down. Okay. All right. Randy's done with this. <laughs> all right so uh we'll see y'all next week for marital beatings of feasting comanches okay. <laughs> <laughs> until then i'm steven i'm ready i'm d tiktok no no, no tiktok no tiktok <laughs>
In fact, it's right after doingthepeople.com. What? Yep. Are you sure this one we do it? 